This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, everybody. It is October 3rd, 2022. I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Subscribe if you have not. Uh, Today's show is going to be a little bit different than usual. Uh, We obviously are going to cover some of what's going on uh, here in Florida because the disaster, we're just seeing more and more video. And uh, even though the hurricane itself is now over, really the, the cleanup and fixing this thing has just begun. And uh, you all know how appreciative I am of my new state and I am going to do everything possible. I kept thinking about it all weekend. Like, I feel like in some ways I have like a new mission in life, which is to now really uh, help my state. I think I sort of had that mission in a broad sense, like when it comes to freedom and all of that kind of stuff and, and helping the governor and all that. But now I feel this other thing about trying to rebuild the state Um, So we're going to talk a bit about what's going on right now in Florida. uh, And then in about 10 minutes or so, uh, former congressman, he's the former congressman from the Fort Myers, Sanibel, Captiva area, uh, Trey Raydell. He's a buddy of mine. We met a couple years ago. He's down in Fort Myers, Fort Myers Beach. Right now, we're going to Skype him in and he can give an update uh, really on the ground of what's going on. And it's, it's, it's pretty bad. I mean, this, this state is hurting right now. Uh, as I said, we're going to work on doing some fundraisers and, uh, and a whole bunch more uh, because uh, Florida needs some help. And then, of course, because politics uh, infects absolutely everything, if you did not see it, on Friday, Vice President Kamala Harris gave one of the most disgusting, racist remarks I have ever heard a politician give. Like, in, in their wildest dreams, Trump never said anything really as racist and awful as what Kamala said regarding how they were gonna help people in Florida uh, related to equity and how they would help communities of color first. Well, she's getting major blowback on that, thankfully, because the clip went viral and everyone's calling her out for it. And by the way, it's against the constitution to help people based on the color of their skin. We used to call that racist. Uh, So I'm gonna go off on Kamala Harris. I'm giving you a pre-warning on that one. Uh, And then we're gonna show you a bunch of clips actually of, uh, of good things that are happening down here and obviously our competent governor, but the entire apparatus doing the best that they can. Couple other ancillary political things and, uh, and there we go. Oh, and by the way, on a, on a totally good note, um, Baby 2 uh, is coming on Thursday. We are inducing, unless, unless Baby 2 shows up in the next two or three days, Baby 2 is coming on Thursday. So uh, life continues, I guess. It's a, it's a, weird, it's a weird time. Uh, anyway, let's talk about uh, My Patriot Supply and then we'll get to everything. Guys, are you prepared for the coming food shortages that farmers keep warning us about? If not, go to preparewithruben.com and you'll save 20% on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of satisfied customers. Right now, they're offering this rare 20% discount on emergency food to help everyone get prepared for what's coming. 
Go to preparewithruben.com to get your three-month emergency food kit that's packed with a wide variety of delicious meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks. You won't go hungry when you have this kit on hand. To avoid fights, be sure to get one kit for each member of your family. At this price, you can afford to feed everybody, even Cousin Irving. These three-month kits are in stock and ship fast with free delivery. Your order will arrive discreetly in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Don't wait. The sale ends soon. Go to Prepare with Ruben.com, prepare with Ruben.com. And now back to me. Okay, so let's get to a little bit of what's working in Florida right now, because there's obviously a humanitarian disaster. We know about some loss of life and we'll probably find out more. Uh, there are roads and bridges that are destroyed, houses that are gone, communities that are wiped out. I mean, this was, this was a truly, as uh, Governor DeSantis called it, this was a biblical storm. Uh, so first, uh, right now, Elon Musk has jumped in. We've got a tweet from the New York Post. Uh, Elon is helping Ron DeSantis working with Elon Musk's Starlink to restore internet in areas battered by Hurricane Ian. Obviously, people want to be able to communicate with family members. And I have a couple friends that were on Sanibel that we couldn't get in touch with. Finally did in the last day or two. People seem to be okay. Uh, but here's Governor DeSantis talking about his collaboration uh, with Elon Musk. Uh, we also were working, uh, we're working with Elon Musk and Starlink satellite. So they're positioning those Starlights, uh, the, the Starlink satellites to provide good coverage uh, in Southwest Florida and other affected areas. Uh, we have with me, where do I have the, um, do I have it? So here are the Starlinks that we're gonna provide for Lee County. And so what this will do, so they have satellites that beam down, but you can't just get it on your device without having things like that beaming it to the public or being it to whatever. So those are gonna be really for their use at the places that are offering the emergency response so that they can be fully hooked up and can get online if they need to go. At the same time, uh, we are working with SpaceX and we are expecting 120 additional large Starlink units to deploy to Southwest Florida. And so they've donated the costs associated with all the coverage. So we wanna thank SpaceX and thanks, thank Elon Musk for that. Okay, you know, I kept thinking as I was watching clips of the governor all weekend, you know, I was in New York during 9-11 and one of the things that I think kept people going, kept people focused, allowed the workers to do their job, allowed people to have hope, was that Rudy Giuliani was absolutely incredible. It was obvious, I'm the mayor of this city, I'm in charge of the services, the buck stops with me. And that clearly is what's happening with DeSantis right now. It goes without saying, the guy has done a great job with COVID and everything else. The state, the state of the state is strong. Uh, but right now he's, he's really shining and it's not really about him. The fact that he knows all of this stuff, like they've got the satellites up there. We've got to get these down here. Huge swaths of Southwest Florida, Fort Myers area, uh, do not Naples area, do not have power right now. They certainly don't have internet. So this is a way that people can get in touch with friends and family members and everything else. Actually, I mentioned we're bringing on uh, former congressman and radio host, Trey Dell in a few minutes. Uh, he's in an area of Fort Myers. I think he said it was 2% of the area has internet. He somehow got to a place with some, uh, with some internet. Um, one of the incredible things that's also happening is that the administration is going all over the state and they're making sure that wherever the governor shows up, they're not stopping helping people in the middle of all of this. A reporter asked Governor DeSantis about that. Say hi to these folks. Hey, Governor. It's time to kill the lights. We 
Governor, question for you. You've, you've refused to allow operations to cease while you come into town and around the state. Can you tell us about the pod program? Oh, yeah, no, everything goes. I mean, like, they should, don't stop anything we want to do. I think on these pods, you know, this is a, a symptom of success. Um, there's a rush, people get it, and then it does die down. So when we were just across the river, uh, it was open, but there was no one that was needing it at that time. And I think it's because they've done a good job of getting this stuff out. I just thought it was worth showing that just to show the guys on the ground. He's making sure that wherever he goes, obviously there's going to be a lot of fanfare around him, but he's making sure that these pods, they drop these pods off. They have all sorts of emergency relief supplies that people are still going to be able to get to it, that none of the emergency work stops just because, you know, the, the celebrity governor is in town. He's just out there doing absolutely everything he can. Uh, and then I just wanted to show you in case some of you guys missed it on Friday, we did a, a last second uh, interview with Casey DeSantis. Obviously, she's the first lady. And um, we put it up Friday afternoon. So um, obviously, you know, that's not prime time for people to watch and figure out how they can help. Uh, so she was at the uh, co coordination center, basically in Tallahassee, uh, which is the capital of the state. Uh, and she talked a bit about how you can help. There is still a mission going on to rescue folks, and we have the National Guard, we have the Coast Guard, we have our first responders, law enforcement who are going around in those affected areas, and Fort Myers Beach, and Sanibel Island, and some of the barrier islands, and they're going into making sure that people are okay. But what you can do is go to volunteerflorida.org. Once you get there, there's something called Volunteer Connect. That is a portal that we are using as a pass-through pass -through to the nonprofit that are again on the ground on the front lines and they are looking for support so the American Red Cross is looking for boots on the ground because right now we have 600 trucks some are already there some are on their way from places like Louisiana we have a lot of resources that we have been staging here in the state of Florida we're getting them to those distribution points in Florida and then we're gonna need folks in addition to the folks that are already there to distribute things like water bottles and food and blankets and tarps that we have and so that is a really great way volunteer Florida Florida.org to figure out how you can help firsthand if you want to be on the ground. And frankly, there's some other ways that you can donate your time, not necessarily being there in Southwest Florida. Okay. So if you want to watch the full thing, it's about a 10 or 12 minute interview. We did it really on the fly just so we could get some information out. It's up on YouTube and Rumble and on Blaze, of course. And as uh, the first lady said there at the end, it's not that you can just donate uh, money. You can donate resources and time and services and all sorts of stuff. And I just thought it was worth repeating because we've got good people that are coordinating all of this stuff. There's been no looting here in Florida. I mean, everything is working to its, to its best ability. Uh, so now I want to bring in a uh, former congressman and uh, current radio host, although he's, uh, his radio station was destroyed. Uh, Trey Radell, he is in Fort Myers right now. And Trey, are you there? I am. I've got you. Trey, it's, uh, it's good to see you. You know, we became friends a couple years back because I, I love Southwest Florida and I've been going to Sanibel my entire life. I never, you know this, I never once talked about Sanibel publicly, nor would even be photographed with the hat because I loved it so much. I didn't want anyone to know about it. It was just this, this wonderful secret place, magical place. Uh, you are the former congressman from Fort Myers area. So first, could you just give uh, 30 seconds on your connection to the to the area, what you've done there, what you're doing now, and then we'll talk about the storm and everything else. Sure. So uh, 20 years ago, I moved here uh, as a young man in my 20s, and um, I was a reporter with a local CBS News affiliate. Uh, I, uh, I covered more hurricanes than I can count. 
uh, and, and all of the regular news, working as a reporter and anchor. Uh, I served here uh, as uh, a U.S. congressman, and I currently have a radio show on the local Fox affiliate, which happens to be housed in that same building with that CBS affiliate. So those people are like family to me. We've all worked together for almost 20 years. And, uh, and that, the local CBS affiliate, all of our radio stations owned by that company, uh, uh, that building is, is gone and we're off air. So you are off site right now, but you're in one little area somewhere of Fort Myers where there, there is power, right? Because the whole area basically has no power at the moment. Uh, so power has been coming on gradually. I don't know what percentage we're at now. Last I heard, uh, it was maybe 60% of Lee County, the county that I'm in, in, uh, in Fort Myers, uh, was without power. And I, I'm, I'm lucky, man. I, you know, I've got kids and I'm, I'm in, uh, in my office of my home, where, which is currently also my bedroom because we've got so many people staying with us. And, uh, and I, I feel so lucky. I, I feel guilty, quite frankly. Uh, learning what I've learned over the past couple of days. I'm going to have Connor just throw in some B-roll as we're talking about some of the devastation in the area. Um, I don't know if, if you're able to see some of this stuff on on your end, uh, but we'll... I do. Yeah, I mean, the, the storm you're surge coming in. Just, I mean, just speech. basically just tell me about the area. What what can we do to help? And, you know, what the people are like and all the stuff. Sure. Uh, to speak to Jeez. this video, that is storm surge. Jeez. And that is the most dangerous component of this that I believe on Fort Myers Beach, you're looking at that hitting about 10 to 12 feet yeah. of storm surge on that on that video. Uh, and um, and it, it wiped out. So here's the situation. You have the hurricane itself. Um, the hurricane just didn't move. It parked over southwest Florida mm -hmm. and just battered the hell out of this area. And what you see on the news is horrific. Sanibel and Fort Myers Beach, are, it's gonna take years and years to rebuild. They're basically gone. They are at this point uninhabitable. And that includes some of the other barrier islands, places like Matt Lachey, Pine Island and more. Um, but here's where it's insane, man. You are, if you're remotely familiar with the state of Florida, I want you to visualize like the Miami Fort Lauderdale area. Mm -hmm. And if you shoot directly across the Everglades, that's where I'm going to start. That's Naples, Marco Island and Naples. Mm -hmm. That area had terrible flooding in, in pockets all over Collier County where Naples is located. You then move north and you get to North Naples. You move into Bonita Springs, which is in South Lee County. Then you eventually get into the Fort Myers area, Fort Myers Beach, Sanibel, Cape Coral. Uh, and, and then you keep moving further north into Charlotte County, which brings me to about the last point of roughly the Port Charlotte area, Northern Charlotte County. And, and what I'm talking about here, to illustrate the severity of the damage, aside from what you're seeing in the national news on Fort Myers Beach and Sanibel, is you have in every single one of these counties, hundreds and hundreds of pockets, which include thousands of homes that were all flooded. Let me give that in a timeline now. So basically, if you were to drive from this East Naples area, which, which sustained tons of flooding, up to that Northern Charlotte area, you're looking at a roughly two hour drive. Mm -hmm. So two hours door to door, and you're talking an innumerable amount of neighborhoods with you know hundreds of homes in every pocket, that are all flooded out. What this means 
in terms of, of the insurance companies, uh, the, the, whether or not anyone can sustain this, it has yet to be seen uh, because the damage is so massive and widespread. And by the way, it's it's worth mentioning, you know, there was a meme online somehow that Southwest Florida is filled only with rich people because people think of Naples no. or the islands. Jeez. There are plenty of trailer park communities there. There are blue collar workers all over yeah. the place. And it's also irrelevant how much money someone has when disaster yeah. comes. I, I wanna put up Look, some, some B-roll yeah. of the, the Sanibel Causeway. I mean, the road, this is the road that connects Fort Myers to Sanibel. It, it jumps across these tiny little islands that are there. It's it's completely gone. I mean, that's gonna take forever to rebuild. Yes, and, and what that means is, is Sanibel, the only way to access it uh, is by helicopter or boat. Uh, and that, and so where I'm at in Fort Myers, it's one of the most disturbing things post hurricane that I see by the hour. Uh, I can watch Coast Guard helicopters fly their different paths that are going from what my standpoint directly overhead, heading west to Sanibel, and then I can also see them shooting uh, southwest over to Fort Myers Beach. And every chopper that I see means another several people getting rescued off the island that have been there now for days. What's insane about this causeway, if people are seeing this right now, is that this thing was built, was, you know, they had an original causeway that was old and then they built this, what, maybe 15 years ago? So this thing is pretty new. Like this is not some old rickety yep. bridge that was just taken out. Man, I love this island so much. I'm, to, I'm... To, to go back to my experience, I actually slept, I was a reporter with the local CBS Philly I talked about, I slept on Sanibel Island that night to do live news reports that evening and that morning when that bridge was built, because that was the last time that Sanibel had no access with the exception of air and water was when they built that causeway. And I was on Sanibel that night. Can you talk, can it. you just talk a little bit about, well, I want to talk about how people can help, but before that, just like in terms of the services that are in Fort Myers right now, I mean, you know, what's going on? Was, were, were people prepared enough? What do you want? If, if we can get this message to DeSantis, it's like, what do you want him to do? What do you want the state to do? You know, uh, DeSantis, uh, uh, Ron, uh, who is a, a friend, I was sworn into Congress with him and I've known him for a long time. I'm so happy that that man is in charge of our state right now. Mm -hmm. We are in great hands. Um, you know, look, I think that Casey DeSantis, the, the first lady of the state, really said it best. Um, you can go to volunteerflorida.org uh, and, you know, there, there are ways that you can contribute this and that. Um, what, what, how, look, man, sorry. I, I'm, no, my brain good. is moving fast in my mouth. Like right now, uh, people are, are dying post storm. Yeah. Uh, because with no electricity, which, uh, you know, Ron has been leaning on the companies, LCEC. These are some of our local companies, FPL, which people may have heard of. FPL's done a hell of a job. Uh, Ron called out LCEC to try to get Cape Coral back online. We need electricity uh, uh, to get people just kind of back to a semblance of, of a routine and their mental health. There have been more people uh, Baker acted in the last 72 hours mm -hmm. than probably the past two years. And what that is, is people unwillingly going to be put into hospitals, mental health facilities. At least nine people have died putting generators too close to their damn homes. Yep. And that, again, is because of lack of, of electricity. So I know that it's being worked on, 
But anytime you go through these, it's frustrating. After Irma, here at, at my place where I'm at now, we were out for about five days. We had no electricity. Um, and, and next, uh, the water is going to be an issue. You cannot use your water unless it's being uh, boiled or you've got bottled water. But everything that I understand, Governor DeSantis has really done a hell of a job in leading with the local uh, county commissioners throughout Southwest Florida to make sure that Red Cross in particular is to set up food and water distribution points for people. So, you know, it's awful. It's it, the, the damage I cannot stress enough is incomprehensible on an, on an economic level and then that personal level that we're talking about right now. Uh, and if there's any silver lining, I will say as someone who is critical as hell of government, of state and local elected officials, uh, they've done a hell of a job. Well, Trey, I promise you that uh, I'm not gonna forget about you. My audience is not gonna forget about Fort Myers and Sanibel and the whole area. Um, I'm gonna come down there as soon as I can. Uh, we, get, we got a baby coming this week and then I'll be, I'll be down there and raising funds and doing whatever I can do. And uh, I'll just keep amplifying the message for you, man. And yeah, wish and, you guys the best. Thank you. If there's anything I can do to help with that, man, I'm all yours. I really appreciate you allowing me to share this story uh, uh, with so many uh, of your amazing uh, and your amazing audience. So I know we're all, all like-minded in many ways. Congrats on the baby, man. I, I, um, I, I again, feel guilty. I'm so blessed that I'm here. My kids and I and, and wife all made it out safe. All right. Well, next time we speak, hopefully things will be a little more settled. Uh, all right. Thank you, Trey. Thank you. All right, guys. I mean, look, this, this thing is going to be rough and I know maybe it's not the most uh, fun thing to be talking about and maybe not necessarily why you're normally tuning in to hear me talk about the news and make silly comments about the Wilkesters and all that stuff, but I hope you'll bear with us through, through a little bit of this. But now let's get to the political part of it uh, because of course everything is political and although at the state level, everything has been done unbelievably well here as Trey just mentioned. I mean, the state is functioning really well uh, from, from the governor on down. You know, we're getting the electric connected. We're getting Starlink. Like, we're helping people. They're still rescuing people. I mean, it's, it's, it's a massive undertaking. Uh, but that, that massive undertaking that's working well here is in stark contrast to uh, what's going on with the federal government. Surprise, surprise. Uh, video came out on Friday of Kamala Harris, the vice president, uh, again, a woman who was polling at zero in her own party when the people behind Biden picked her to be the vice president, uh, talked about giving resources based on equity. I, I, I saw this video on Friday night. I cannot tell you how absolutely enraged I was when I saw this. Take a look. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and, and impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And, and so women. we, absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities. Look, Kamala Harris is, is racist. She, she's racist. She is not bright. Um, she's pretending to be vice president. I mean, I get, I get it. It says it on, on the placard on her desk. But this woman is an absolute clown. And, and what she said right there is completely 
completely the antithesis of the American ethos. We have equality, not equity. It does not matter that we do not all start at the same place. Some people are really are born really rich and with all the skills in the world. Some people are born poor with no skills. Some people have great physical attributes. Some people are somewhere in between. Bad things happen to good people, all of those things. America is the promise of opportunity. The idea that the vice president of the United States during one of the biggest hurricanes to ever hit an American state would say that we will give resources based on equity to communities of color. You know, it's this, when I said to Trey before that there's this meme out there that this whole area, Southwest Florida, because the beaches are so nice that it's all these rich people. First off, if a rich person losing their house is as unfortunate and sad and disastrous as a poor person losing their house. Now we can talk about how the government should come in and maybe it needs to put some more resources to people who need it, but not based on skin color. It's ab absolutely disgusting. It's anti-American and, and truly, if they were able to put that into play, if the federal government was able to put resources to help communities of color more than communities of non-color, uh, it would be against the Constitution of the United States. And if they try to do it, I hope that they'll impeach the, the old buffoon that she works for and, and get rid of her too. These people are just absolutely awful. So when, you, when your friends are saying to you, oh, the woke stuff isn't so bad, and all this race stuff isn't so bad, and the gender stuff isn't so bad. You see how it's connected to, to the very machinery that then is supposed to help people in times of crisis. Uh, you know, when on Sanibel, right when you get onto the island, you take a right off the causeway onto Periwinkle Drive, the main road over there, and there's a big community of mobile homes. You think these are rich people? I don't know what color they are. I've never thought about it. Never thought about it. I've been there, because they, they used to have a little... Uh, a little petting zoo and some birds and some things. So I used to take my nieces and nephews over there. Never once thought about the color of the people. Uh, but it, this, is, this is the vile, toxic ideas of the left that have permeated government to the highest possible levels. That this woman dare think that it is okay to look at a disaster area and say, we'll give more money to black people than we will white people. It is racism, pure and simple. It's not reverse racism. It's racism and she is racist and she's a clown and she knows she's a clown because she's even laughing as she says it. Because yes, we have equality in the United States. Equity, go, go, go to Venezuela. Ugh, ugh. Anyway, uh, a reporter tried to get her to clarify her question or clarify her comments uh, yesterday. Nah, fancy party, fancy dress, can't clarify those remarks, uh, but actually they are anti-constitutional. They are unconstitutional. You cannot do that, again, because we have the promise of equality. We have equal protection over the law, under the law. We have individual rights, and even FEMA is now backtracking. Here's a tweet from The Hill. Uh, a FEMA administrator says agency will support everybody after Republicans attack Harris equity remark. Now, leave, the, leave it up for just a sec. This is just such a perfect, the Hill is just a crap factory in general. Uh, but So I just grabbed the headline from them. But you see, even the way they frame that, this is what mainstream media does with everything. So they got the, the broad part of this right, that the FEMA administrator says that the agency will support everybody. Well, okay, that's good. So they're not going to do it based on equity. They're going to do it based on helping people that need help. They're not going to do it through the racist prism that the Democrats see everything through. But the second line there, after Republicans attack 
Harris equity remark. So who are the real bad guys here? It's the Republicans who attacked her for being racist. God, once you see through these things, you can, you can actually, you can see clearly through everything, actually. Once you see the way the media lies about everything, the way the Democrats lie everything, about everything, the way the machinery lies about everything. Uh, but it doesn't end. It does not end with these people. They're, they're bizarre and, and radical woke rhetoric about Hurricane Ian continues because of course they're gonna combine it with climate change and immigration and a whole bunch more. Uh, here's noted alcoholic Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi uh, talking about the hurricane and immigrants and why we need these people or something. We have a shortage of workers in our country and you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. Okay, first off, back in the day, or if say yesterday, a Republican said that, that we need these people here to pick crops, they'd be called racist. When they do it, of course, she's not racist. Also, they're not immigrants, Nancy. They are illegal immigrants. If you were shipping legal people from state to state against their will, that would be a problem and I'd be siding with you. Uh, but these are illegal immigrants who come to our country because your elderly gentleman pretending to be President Joe Biden refuses to defend the border. Also, I have not heard, I am fairly well versed in Florida politics at this point. I have not heard anyone, any crop grower or orange orchard guy saying that we needed those 50 people that we sent to Martha's Vineyard so that they could pick their crops. But you see the way they view these people? She doesn't even view these people as human. She is the one who views these people as people that they should just be here to pick our crops. We need them to pick our crops. But of course, this continues on the clown network known as MSNBC, another racist. These people, are they're, they're racists and they should just be called racists. Uh, Joy Reid, uh, she is trying to combine the Florida evacuation to the fact that DeSantis sent these migrants out. It's a little confusing, try to bear with her. And, and be careful about attacking people who have to move to save their own lives and safety because you never know when it's your people that have to move, when it's your people who have to migrate, when it's your people who have to get on that road. Um, so just, just, just a thought. I stand by my statement last week that Sonny Hostin is the worst person on television, but Joy Reid is pretty damn close. And if we did a scientific qualitative comparison, it is possible that Joy Reid is worse than Sonny Hostin. But you see what they do there? They conflate all of these things that have nothing to do with each other. What she wants you to do, what she wants you to think, or what she wants her viewers to think, is that somehow DeSantis, by getting those 50 immigrants out of here, those 50 illegal immigrants, I'll use the, the verbiage properly, who are not legally here in the United States and sending them to Martha's Vineyard, even though he had money in the budget to do it and the Democrats of Florida did it, that that somehow is connected to people who had to flee their houses because of a storm, a, a, a God-controlled storm, right? An act of nature that is, is beyond any of our abilities. But they want you to be confused about all these issues, but what do they really, really want? They really wanna connect this thing to climate change and they, if they really want anything else, it's they want the destruction, I truly believe this, they want the destruction of Florida because they believe that that would help take out DeSantis and they think DeSantis is, well, basically Trump on steroids. Uh, here's Joy Reid gloating uh, about Florida being hit by the hurricane. A catastrophic hurricane they weren't even used to. They're not even in Florida. They don't use hurricanes. Right. He said no. 
that shouldn't happen. He, Marco Rubio, and other Tea Party um, members, uh, Senate and House, said they shouldn't have that money. It's too expensive. And now, as you said, he's now got to go hat in hand to Joe Biden for aid. Right. It's something he didn't even believe in as a Tea Partier. Okay, she is an absolute liar. What Joy Reid is referring to there is that Marco Rubio and DeSantis and some other Republican senators years ago on another hurricane voted against a bill because they wanted the bill to just be straight up, hey, we are going to give this money to help the people. But what happens in government, you guys all know this, is all of this pork gets thrown in there, all of this extra money on all these pet projects. So that's what Ron DeSantis and Marco Rubio were trying to fight. They wanted to help the people that were deserving. Which hurricane was that for? That was for Hurricane Sandy. Uh, they wanted all of the money to go to New York, to go to the recovery of Hurricane Sandy. They didn't want the pork involved. But of course, she doesn't say that, right? Because she's an absolute liar and a fraud. And that's what happens when you work in mainstream media. She works at a massive fake news disinformation network known as MSNBC. Marco Rubio just commented on, uh, on this a couple days ago. Uh, here's from Yahoo News. Senator Marco Rubio on Sunday said he would vote against a federal relief bill to assist Florida in recovering from Hurricane Ian if it contained unrelated spending projects. Sure, I will fight against having pork in it. That's the key, Rubio said on CNN's State of the Union. We shouldn't have it in there because it undermines the ability to come back and do this in the future. Rubio said that extra spending would deter other lawmakers from voting on it. We can do it, it's possible to do it without loading it with all these other things because otherwise you, have, you will have people in the Senate, in the House that are going to vote against disaster relief because they view these disaster relief bills as ways for other people to get their pork and pet projects done, Rubio said. So that is exactly what Marco Rubio and Ron DeSantis were talking about during Hurricane Sandy. Joy Reid is an absolute liar, and, every, and this is why everyone hates government. Why do people hate government? Because they lie about everything, and then every time they supposedly do something good, like, hey, we're gonna put federal funds to help people who need it, whether it's Hurricane Sandy hitting New York, whether it's Hurricane Ian hitting Florida, you find out, oh, there's, I don't know, let's say $10 billion to help these people, whatever the number is, it's irrelevant. But it turns out that they threw in an extra six billion and some of that's going to Ukraine and some of that's going here and it's to you know, study transgender uh, gerbils and, and the rest of this insane uh, nonsense. So Joy Reid is a liar. Marco Rubio is doing the right thing. Get a clean bill and let's get those funds there. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Uh, but let's continue with Joy Reid, racist, dullard Joy Reid. Here she is blaming Hurricane Ian on global warming. There is a lot that has changed about the earth that has made these things worse, right? I mean, these things are thriving yep. because the water is getting warmer. And I think when people, we stopped calling yep. it global warming for political reasons, but that's what it is, right? Our earth is getting warmer and there is just no doubt, I think, left that it is feeding these beasts. 
Well, and, and what you where it comes out is in the intensity. The people say, well, there have been hurricanes for millennia. Well, that's true. Uh, but we, we sometimes get these ones that are so much more damaging and so much more intense. Okay, so they have no evidence of that. They have no evidence of that. It's exactly the same thing as Don Lamont on CNN saying, but when I was a kid, hurricanes didn't seem to be as scary. You may remember two or three years ago, there was supposed to be a massive hurricane that was gonna hit Miami, right? And everybody evacuated Miami and then it hit and it wasn't that bad. Was that because global warming isn't so scary? But they owe anytime something fits their narrative, they have the answer for it. Uh, the guy that she's talking to there is Ali Velshi. And you may remember Ali Velshi during the summer of love as there was a city, I forget which city it was, maybe it was Kenosha, was burning down and there was buildings blowing up in the background and there's huge fires behind him. And he kept calling them mostly peaceful protesters. It was one of the great memes of 2020. It was Kenosha, yeah. Uh, so these people just lie about everything. She, oh, there's just no doubt about it. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, actually, there is doubt about it. There's debate about it, but that's why you guys want to censor everybody, and I'm probably going to get kicked off of YouTube for even saying it. Here's a compilation of left-wing media outlets using Ian as an excuse to uh, push climate change hysteria. Scientists say climate change could be fueling storms like Hurricane Ian. Storms like Hurricane Ian are only going to get stronger and more dangerous as the climate crisis progresses. Is there any doubt in your mind that climate change is to blame? The power and deadly force of Ian and the climate crisis. Tell us the impact of climate change. It is producing more frequent, more extreme weather events. You know, we get the whole climate change angle of this too. And it's increasing with climate change. Climate change looming in the background. You know, we, we keep having these hurricanes. Coincidence. Hmm. Could be. Could be not. Hurricanes are getting bigger and intensifying more quickly. Yes, climate change. Climate change uh, intensifying hurricanes. These storms are intensifying. These storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to int intensify. A phenomenon known as rapid intensification. Rapid intensification. Rapid intensification. Rapid intensification. Rapid intensification. Rapid intensification. Scientists say that will become more common as the Earth's oceans continue to warm. Climate change is making storms like this one stronger. How do you attribute that to climate change? Is that an effect of climate change? How does that dovetail with climate change? Scientists have warned us for a long time that storms won't get necessarily more hurricanes out of uh, climate change, but the ones we do get will be bigger and faster and wetter. And here is your exhibit A, Hurricane Ian. It's so, again, once you see through the, the lies of the media and that the, everything is about narrative and eventually they'll lock you in your house because of climate change and they'll want you eating bugs because of climate change and they won't sacrifice anything, but they just want to scare the F out of you like they did for two years with COVID and they don't want you to question it too. Should you be allowed to question it? I don't know, I think so. I think so, I don't think there's any evidence. I don't think there's any evidence just because they keep saying it over and over. Did they lie about everything for two years related to COVID? Here is UN Secretary for Global Communications, Melissa Fleming. She's at the World Economic Forum Summit. And uh, yeah, apparently they own science and uh, they're gonna stifle the hell out of everyone else. You know, we partnered with Google, for example. If you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We 
started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world you know, should know it and, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's, it's, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. We own the science. That is what the communications director at a World Economic Forum event just said. We own the science. Much like when Fauci said, if you attack me, you're attacking science. Much like uh, when Emperor Palpatine said, I am the Senate. These are the bad guys, people. Know it. Know that they're lying. Oh, and then what do they do? Not only do they own the science, but then they work with Google so that when you Google something, the information you get is not, say, an open, uh, an open series of articles based in fact, but they're what they want you to see. Okay, that is what they are doing and they're doing it right in front of us so that they can manipulate you however, however, if you're watching this thing on YouTube right now, they can put recommended videos to send you in a completely other direction, right? When you Google something, they're telling you, hey, we at the World Economic Forum, we worked with Google to reorganize search results. All of it, it's all right there, guys. Like putting the pieces together is tough, but it, it's all right there. So let's go full circle here. Uh, because there are liars like Joy Reid, there are racists like Kamala Harris, there are bad actors like this woman from the World Economic Forum, and there are giant tech companies organizing all of this information to, to basically make you no, nothing other than just some blob who will agree with everything they say as they take away all of your rights. Well, occasionally, we do have leaders that stand up against it. Uh, this is an absolutely fantastic moment from yesterday as Governor DeSantis, again, who is going throughout the state, on the ground everywhere, making sure everything works. The guy's basically working 24 hours a day, as is the first lady. Uh, but here's a CNN reporter, and what, are they, what does she really want? Well, she just really, really wants to get him, but he ain't having it. Do you stand behind Lee County's decision to not have that mandatory evacuation until the day before the storm? Well, did you, where was your industry station uh, when the storm hit? Were you guys in Lee County? No, you were in Tampa. So that's, you know, they were following the weather track and um, they had to make decisions based on that. But, you know, 72 hours, they weren't even in the cone. 48 hours, they were on the periphery. Uh, so you got to make the decisions the best you can. I will say, uh, you know, they delivered the message to people. They had shelters open. Uh, you know, everybody had adequate opportunity to at least get to a shelter within the county. Um, but, you know, a lot of the residents did not um, did not want to do that. I think for probably for various reasons, some people just don't want to leave their home, period. They're island people, whatever. But I think part of it was so much attention was paid to Tampa that I think a lot of them probably thought that they wouldn't get the worst of it. So, you know, they, um, but they did. And, and I think it's, um, it's easy to second guess them, but they were ready for the whole time and, um, and, and made that call when, when there was justifiable to do so. Some of their neighboring counties, though, did have mandatory evacuations before Tuesday. Well, right, but our neighboring, I mean, if you look at like, um, 
Tuesday morning, they had moved the track down. Models started showing it going to like Sarasota, you know. So that's that. So so they did that. I was in Sarasota that day with them when they were expanding some of their evacuations. You know, Charlotte, I think, did the same thing either Monday night or Tuesday morning. Um, so you know, but don't forget Sunday, uh, 11 a.m. advisory. It was going to go to Taylor County in North Florida. I think the guy knows what he's talking about. But you see what she wants to do there? She just wants to get him. How come you didn't evacuate earlier? You may remember at first this thing was going to hit Miami, right? Then they thought it was going to go a little bit north towards Sarasota, as he said, and, and hit Tampa harder. It ended up just kind of sitting in southwest Florida. But they did absolutely everything possible. But the media just wants one mix up. They don't care about the truth. They care about agenda, whether that agenda is keeping you afraid of climate change, whether that agenda is making you think that it's right to help people during devastation based on the color of their skin. They just want more and more power. They are incompetent and they are not good people. And uh, I, I really believe that the silver lining to this thing is, first off, Florida will come through this thing. And, and I'm just telling you from being down here, the amount of people that are trying to figure out how they can help and will help and all that stuff, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I'm so proud to be a Floridian because of it. Uh, but I think this could also be another bit of a red pill moment that, you know, we always get these little red pill moments, but it's getting very hard for the media to spin this bad, poorly on Florida and on DeSantis. Not only do we prepare properly, but there he is in the entire administration out there doing everything possible, working with Elon Musk and everything else, but they wanted it. They want it bad. So people see that. People see that BS and then they go, well, wait a minute. Do I want to live in a state that is run by, you know, say competent people and, you know, when shit hits the fan, we're going to be taken care of? Or do I just want the endless destruction that they have everywhere else? I think the, uh, the choice is pretty clear. Uh, guys, it's me Monday over at the rubenreport.locals.com community. Here's the one that I put up this morning. Socialism mirrors prison. Free food, free shelter, free clothes, free education, but no freedom with Albert Einstein right there. A couple comments from the locals community. Joe says, Sonny and Joy, human cartoons. Nothing wrong with cartoons. They have a place. Let's just recognize what they are. Yeah, it's kind of funny in a way. It's like they are just cartoon characters. That's what these, that's what mainstream media has done. I mean, think about it. When I mentioned that MSNBC, so it's part of NBC News Network, like it's a giant corporation. They know that Joy Reid is lying about everything. They know her homophobic history. They know her racist history, but they keep letting her out there. Why is it that a giant corporation would want this misinformation specialist on TV? Why is it that they had Maddow, Rachel Maddow, uh, on TV for years and years who was lying about so much and lying about COVID and all of those things? You think that there's an end game there? You think? X says, I feel like they need to get their story straight on illegal immigration. It's either that they are wonderful people, doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, et cetera, or we need them to pick crops for us. They can't have it both ways. I mean, unfortunately, because of the media, because of big tech, they seemingly can have it both ways, although we, we just have to wake up to it. But yes, that's, it's, you're so right. That, that Pelosi thing, it's just so gross what she says. First off, not making note that these people are illegal. They are not immigrants. The, if you just say they're immigrants, the implication is that they are legally here, they're supposed to be here. And then by the way, if they were legally here and supposed to be here, they should be treated with equal protection under the law and you shouldn't be able to just boot them out of a state, obviously. But they are illegally here in the first place. And But what should we have them do? 
we should have them pick our crops. But I, you're right. I thought they were supposed to be doctors and lawyers and all that stuff. When Trump said that, it was racist. When Pelosi says it, it's okay. Uh, th there's always that great quote. I think, it's, I think it was Reagan, maybe it's Churchill, about uh, if the left didn't have double standards, they'd have no standards at all. That's pretty much where we're at. Uh, Jeff says, furthermore, the effort to control the starting line is playing God. Who has ever played God and come out okay? Well, that's, you know, that's also part of this thing. It's like, things happen. Bad things happen to good people. There are, there are events that happen, whether it is fires in California, whether it is earthquakes, whether it is hurricanes, all of these things, like we live on a planet and mother nature is bizarre and fickle and random and weird. And you can do the best you can to hopefully live in an area that you'll be as safe as possible, but you just don't know what can happen. And that's why it's so important to live in a state that when the bad stuff happens, whether it's that hurricane or it's a fire or an earthquake or whatever it might be, that you're surrounded by people that aren't gonna completely crumble at the exact same time. There has been no looting in Florida. Really think about that. I have not seen one reported event of looting in Florida. There are cities and towns that are basically wiped out. People need food, they need water. It's dangerous to be outside because of power lines and all that stuff. Why aren't we seeing people ransacking Target and burning down Pep Boys and all of those things? It's because the spirit of, hey, we believe in law and order. We believe that being a good citizen is valuable, is, is worthwhile. That's embedded in what's going on here in Florida. If, if you just transferred what's happening in Florida right now to some disaster in Cali, you know it would be, the, the people would be, be, would be behaving in a different way. That's why these things are all connected. That's why also a lot of the answers are not purely political. It's also, it's a spiritual answer, meaning like, what do you believe so that when it gets bad, how will you behave? And will you live in a community of people that behave in somewhat of a similar fashion? Anyway, we will keep talking about this, but we'll also get back to, to regular politics and all the other stuff. Uh, and, and then, as I said, uh, baby two coming on Thursday, so it's going to be a crazy week. And then I also, I'm gonna work, I'm talking to some of the people uh, on the ground here in Florida. I wanna do like a week worth of shows. When, when Sanibel, when we can get, just get on a boat, obviously the road's not gonna be rebuilt anytime soon, but when we can just get on a ferry or a boat, if there's electricity somewhere and we can figure out an internet situation or a Starlink or whatever it is, and we'll just do some shows from there. And I'll see how I can help out otherwise. Uh, my full interview with Balash Orban, who is the political director to Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, is up across platforms right now. Oh, and we have a cold close for you today. We almost used this at the beginning, but yesterday, ladles and jelly spoons, was the one year anniversary of the Let's Go Brandon meme. It was the one year anniversary of this wonderful moment in NASCAR when the crowd was chanting something, but the reporter heard it slightly differently. And then the meme of, the meme of memes, the meme of the year came out. So we will end uh, in honor of Brandon. See you tomorrow. Oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd, Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, That's you told right. me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God. It was. Uh... Yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, Merry thank Christmas you. And let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I <laughs> yeah. agree. Hey, by the way, where, are you in Oregon? 
Where's your home? Thank you guys for tuning into the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.